yeah, looking at this scares me. <laughs> yeah, I was scared by it at first too. But it's been a year and it hasn't exploded or anything, so. Oh man. This is one of those things where like I'd be afraid to like stand next to it. Definitely like if I were to have a teapot like this, I would need to shine it through some polarized light to see if there <laughs> to see if there are any like stress points in the glass. Yep. It's like a $20 Amazon purchase too, which does not oh, instill, <laughs> it's not instill confidence. Hello and welcome, welcome to a new episode of Tea Time with Thomas and Ty. I'm your host, Thomas. I'm your host, Ty. And today we are, I bit my tongue. And today. <laughs> Retake, do it all over again. <laughs> And today we are reviewing another tea that I got from Japan. This is from a company that I think is called Tea Boutique, which is the most non-SEO friendly company. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it literally is just called Tea Boutique. Huh. It seems like this tea, we have two of them. We have one that's Kyoto Sakura Green Tea and another that's Tokyo Black Tea. Uh, which one do you want to try? So we started off with the first tea uh, at your first stop on your Japanese vacation. It was in... Uh, so that tea I bought in Yokohama. Yokohama. Okay, so which one of these was the next stop chronologically in your tea purchasing <laughs> journey throughout Japan? <laughs> so I bought both of these teas at the same time, but if I was going through my tea journey um i went to kyoto before i like stopped by tokyo so right, let's do the kyoto one next the I'll sakura green tea i wonder if this actually has sakura in it or if this is just another one of those pandering to tourists who like sakura and they just have this in the name yeah so what actually is sakura green tea because i am definitely just when i hear sakura i think of naruto Sakura, uh, it's uh, cherry blossoms. Cherry blossoms. So the the tree, you know. Sakura, oh, literally after what the character's named after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am a fool. I'm a fool. I'm the, I don't think I've ever had anything with Sakura in it, though. This will be a first for me. So I am reading the ingredients right now. The ingredients are all in Japanese, so I might be getting some parts of it wrong. <laughs> but it seems like this tea is green tea and matcha and That's not good <laughs> sakura petals we do not have what we need here to make matcha well this is it's not like we're making matcha like matcha tea this is like you know it's it's a tea bag <laughs> okay yeah open it up these teas came in these little boxes that thomas brought here and they all have these little graphics on the front they're they're rather adorable and on the side in English, they say, have a good tea trip. <laughs> yeah. There's, okay. It seems like in the ingredients, there are a lot of mentions of sakura. So maybe we do have a cherry blossom tea. That would be very Let's interesting. Break it open and find ah, out. shit. Do you have a knife? <laughs> <laughs> Thomas keep, keeps asking me for sharp objects mid, mid recording. I love sharp objects, man. All right, give it to me. You're always supposed to cut away from you. There you go. Uh, you only cut away from you if you like life. 
Ah, shit. Do you have scissors? <laughs> oh, child. Yes, I have scissors. You make me do so much work. There you go. Thank you. Be careful with the scissors, Thomas. You know, if I snip off my fingers, they can reattach it. They can, but it's expensive. Ah, you're right. I forgot I'm in America again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does Japan have completely socialized healthcare? Yeah. I think, like, you'd have to be registered in their system. But yeah, so yeah. what would happen if you were to get hurt there? Uh, would you still have to pay? Yeah. But it's, I'm not gonna lie, it's probably still gonna be much cheaper than the US. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Whoa. Don't hog it, let's share. This is a smell. Okay, you got me excited. <laughs> Thomas is making some of the I, most I, wild faces. I don't I'm, know. Oh, uh, well, that's potent. Almost don't want to get you put your nose in this straight out the back. I, I don't know how to. The whole room just <laughs> just changed smells. Oh wow! Whoa! It feels like cocoa to me. Yeah, it feels yeah. Somehow, like very. Th that is a good like description. Cocoa. Why? It definitely does smell like Sakura uh, a, a bit. Very, um, like woody-ish. It's like floral in a like kind of rose, but not because it's Sakura. Hmm. Have you ever uh, powdered up almonds for like a dish? Like made an almond crust or anything? No. It smells exactly like that. Really? Yeah. Like the skin of an almond. I, I do see that. Wow. It's painting a very vivid picture in my mind. Going back and making some different dishes with my mom. I am so excited. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's grab a bag. These are tea bags, yeah. These are tea bags. Alright, so let me go grab the water. And be steep for two minutes. Mm. Is it? Has a sweeter smell out here by itself to me. Two minutes is not a long time to steep. Yeah, but after smelling this, like, but I feel yeah, like two makes minutes sense is enough. <laughs> if this one also tastes watery, then I think we can confirm that <laughs> we lost our We lost our palate. And we are steeping now. So Thomas, tell me a little bit about your time in Kyoto. I uh, went to a tea ceremony. What is a tea ceremony? It's a ceremony where... A so tea? Okay, so... <laughs> A traditional tea ceremony is like an entire dinner, an entire like three hour event basically, uh, administered by tea master and... So it has like food pairings? Yeah. And is it, it all around one specific tea? It's matcha. Oh. So it's about tasting the bitterness of the matcha and you like pair it with Japanese sweets called uh, wagashi. and. There's no way I'm going to be able to explain this in a way that's satisfactory to anyone <laughs> who actually knows anything about tea ceremonies. But like, I, I definitely like see this as like a kind of yin-yang type of thing where like you have the sweetness of these traditional sweets and then like it's supposed to contrast with the bitterness of the matcha. But I, I went to this tea ceremony and it was a... Wow, it's already done. 
The steeping's already done. That was Do two we minutes. trust it? Do we want to trust it? Let, let's trust it for now. It needs a little longer. Just dip it back in. Yeah. I'll finish so did you actually story, go to so. a uh, tea ceremony in Kyoto then? Yes. So the thing is, I didn't go to like a traditional three-hour-long tea ceremony because that would have been that would have been ridiculous. But I did go to a. <laughs> I would totally go to one. Oh my gosh! Give that a smell. This smells like sakura. This smells lovely. I definitely get the the floral cherry smell, but I'm also I, I feel like it's almost nutty. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're picking up. That might that. be from the matcha. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Usually matcha gives me an even stronger floral sense, but maybe I'm, I'm... There's a few matcha that I have that has a nutty flavor profile. So it could be... It's an interesting type of matcha. It's probably a little too hot to drink at the yeah, moment. Yeah, it's too hot. But, um... I took it straight off the kettle. I went to this tea ceremony where a tea master was there and she taught us how to make matcha in the context of a tea ceremony because it's a little different than what we were doing as it's we reviewed like, our you know, 24 days of matcha <laughs> yeah it, it's more like um uh, there are steps she had all of this equipment and this cloth that she uses to like clean the equipment she was like even folding it in a certain way oh, every wow. single time she used it very ritualistic yeah yeah, that's the word. There's a whole ritual to it. And she said, when you make the matcha, you have to like put it in your shit. This is one of those things where if I say things incorrectly, I don't think our, our listeners will be. <laughs> well, I, I won't be mad at myself. Right? <laughs> okay. But but it's she says some shit like, oh, like you have to hold the cup in your right hand and put it on your left hand. And then you need to turn the cup three-fourths like give you need to give oh, it three wow. turns is this specific tea ceremony specific to a certain type of tea to a specific region or is this just how all tea ceremonies are done i think this is just how all tea ceremonies are done where it's a very ritualistic thing it's for matcha she was saying how when you drink the matcha and you're like reaching the very end that you're supposed to slurp at the very end <laughs> to indicate to the tea master that you finished and then when you finish there's a way that you're supposed to wipe the rim of the bowl to like clean it this is giving and very like fine dining high society yeah notes. yeah i felt like i walked into some fancy french restaurant and there were three spoons and four forks yep. and i was trying to and you i'm like uh -oh. arrange them in the wrong way somebody's gonna come <laughs> take your dish or add pepper or something yeah. yeah so it was a very great experience i got to wear a kimono oh really yeah our kimono is like mandatory attire for this experience since they cater to tourists probably not but oh, yeah, interesting. I, was gonna, I thought you were going to say probably yes. <laughs> but everyone did wear one. I was stuck in a tatami mat room, a very small tatami mat room with some strangers. And I was just joking like, hey, four dudes in a room. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. There are so many different people from like different parts of the world. I was expecting either a bunch of tourists from China and a bunch of Americans. But there were people there speaking languages. That I had no idea what the language was. Is Kyoto pretty tourist heavy? Yeah, it's the culture capital of Japan. So oh, yeah, that'll do it. There, there's a lot of tourists. You ready to try this? Sure. 
All right. Cheers. Cheers. Oh yeah, that's got some flavor. It's got a little nip to it. Kind of made my tongue numb. Huh. I almost want to say it has like a spice. It does give me that feeling. It gives me the mouth sensation of a spice, but I'm not registering it as any sort of spice I know. Well, as we sit here and take this tea in, Thomas, any other fun stories from Kyoto? How long were you there? I was there for two nights. Did you stay in like a hotel, a hostel, a friend? I stayed in a, they're called machias. They're traditional Japanese townhouses. Mm. A lot of them are going to disrepair and they are basically slowly disappearing. But some of them are being bought and being renovated and I guess being rented out as Airbnbs. But I uh, rented out a machia and I got spoiled by it. <laughs> like, it was so cool. <laughs> it was one of the coolest places. Is this the one I've you posted on your Instagram? Ever stayed at, yes. Yes, okay. The place was absolutely stunning. The, the place with, it had a massive bath, a private Zen garden, and the bath had a window to the Zen garden, right? And you had the traditional Japanese paper doors, and it was so good, and it was fairly cheap. How much was it in like USD? I will look it up right now. I think it was only like 200 something per day. I don't know if most people consider that cheap, but... Well, also, is that, just that for is for four people. That was it, for four people? It houses four people, so... So you paid 200 each? No, I, I paid 50. You paid $50? Well, we only have three people, so I paid 70. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, for the place you... <laughs> I mean, this place is absolutely stunning. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have expected at least 200. Uh-huh. Truly. Yeah. What a good deal. Listeners, just imagine... A very, well, yeah, a very traditional Japanese house. <laughs> That's basically it. Except that... I mean, you could you could live there full-time and functionally pay less in rent than somebody living in New York in, like, a little one-bedroom. I would fucking live there full-time, <laughs> man. The only thing preventing me from living there full-time is the fact that I don't think I'll be able to find like an entire month that's unbooked, <laughs> right? <laughs> really? You don't think you can find total a whole month that you're not doing something? Well, no, like for them, right? Oh, uh, I was like, Thomas, because, come on, you're not that popular. Because this is one house. <laughs> this is a single house. No, that's, yeah, I, I get that. Even trying to find like Airbnbs for a month sometimes can be really hard. Oh, yeah. I'm planning on staying in Japan for like a couple months next year and I... Do you want company? You could come. <laughs> you want? I would do that. I... Was this uh, at the front of the year? Yeah. Yeah, I remember we talked about this briefly. March, April, into May, a little bit, but... uh we'll yeah. do a tea time in Japan. That would be something else. That would be, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> You First son live of a bitch, stream. I'm in. <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> the, oh. I had to, um, yeah, so I couldn't like find an Airbnb, right, for two months straight. So I just rented an apartment. I had to, not on an apartment though. Well, technically. Wouldn't you have to go through a bunch of extra paperwork if you're going to get an actual apartment? Yeah, so I, I got a place in a share house. A share house 
is exactly what it sounds like. Um, sounds like an apartment. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a massive house, and you can like get a part room, of it. Basically, yeah, you can get part of it. I do have basically an apartment. It has two bedrooms. I'm sharing it with my friends. How many times have you been to Japan now? Twice now. You got a third one on the books. Yes. Would you ever just move there forever? I like Japan in terms of how they. I'm, I'm trying to like phrase this in a way that doesn't dig me into a hole. Like, okay, I like Japan <laughs> in terms of their historical culture, their their pop culture, the way that their citizens like treat each other with like politeness, the way that people just follow the rules. I would live in Japan for that, but I would not live in Japan as a citizen because there's a bunch of legal stuff. There's a bunch of bureaucracy. If I had to work in that Japanese company, I think I would die. Mm. <laughs> well, that's fair. If I had to do the traditional, not I shouldn't say traditional. If I had to do the very standard Japanese thing called nomikai. Which is after work, you have to go out to drink with your coworkers, although it's like, you know, optional in air quotes. Really, collectivism culture, you're kind of pressured into doing it. Yeah. Um, I would not be able to handle that, right? I like how I'm able to be super flexible with everything. Basically, I optimize my life to have the most amount of flexible time, flexible. Free time as possible. It's so, hard to get. You you kind of have to fight for that flexibility a little bit. Yeah. So that is not Japan. <laughs> so I would live in Japan. I would even fucking. I would buy a house in Japan, right? I would just not be a working citizen contributing to society <laughs> in Japan. Just be gonna be a homeowner. Damn, Thomas. Like so I, elite of you. I would so want to just get a home base. In Japan, and you know, with a tourist visa, you're able to like stay there for like up to three months at a time. So, if I am so invested in Japan, I would just 100% be like, "All right, getting a home base there. We'll be Should there three months the other, of a year. Yeah. <laughs> three months, six months of a year." Could you rent it out the rest of the time?、Uh, I think renting things out would probably be very complicated. Fair enough. So, all right, enough know. about how to. Get a house in Japan.、Uh, what do we think of the tea? The tea is um, it is sakura. It is sakura. I'm really enjoying it. Truly, it's kind of lovely. It's pleasant. It's not overpowering, but you do get a full mouthfeel, coating your tongue. Yeah. Get a little bit of that sakura flavor profile. Profile. I've lost the nuttiness. I don't know where that was or where that came from, but I've kind of lost that nutty spice. It's more. I think、um, I can still smell it a little bit. Yeah, it's on the nose more than it is on the tongue. Especially the smell is woody-ish. Like I would describe it as kind of woody. It reminds me a little bit of hojicha. If you ever had that, I've not. It's a roasted tea. So yeah.、Mm, interesting. It kind of kind of crisps the leaves a little bit. Roasted, yeah. If I remember correctly,、uh, I was thinking of bringing some hojicha tea over. Actually, does it give it like a smoky profile? It's. I don't want to say burnt, 
<laughs> but it it definitely gives it a a it's a different tea basically. It has a very different taste. When you roast coffee beans or espresso beans, the caffeination level of it bakes out as well. Is it similar to that? Is this like a decaf tea? I think it would be like the equivalent caffeination of green tea, if less. Because okay. okay, black tea has like the most caffeination. Sure, it's right? like almost like a cup of coffee. Hojicha, it's basically green tea that's been. It's not just green tea. I think it also has the. You know, tea is like from a plant, right? It also has some of the stems of the plant as well. So the stems and the leaves and it's roasted. You know what? Maybe smoky is the right word for it. I feel like you've been beating around smoky. <laughs> I feel like smoky nailed it. But I've never had it, so uh, this is just me. It's definitely nutty. Guessing. Toasty. Toasty might mm. be a good one. Toasty. I can see it being toasty. It has a distinct like reddish tint to it. That's cool. This is a completely random comment, but <laughs> of all the teas I've drank, the most aesthetically pleasing to me is like a kind of like a, a fruity red tea, like a herbal red tea. I don't know why it is. I feel like I'm some sort of adventure stumbling into an apothecary and they're <laughs> giving me some strange red elixir. Like when you think all those old RPG games where the health potions were just these vibrant red little bottles. Always kind of giving me that aesthetic. I appreciate it very much. Have you ever had pea flower tea? It's mm. like blue. It's a blue tea. Oh no. And if you like squirt lemon into it, it turns purple. That's so cool. Yeah. Only issue? It smells horrible. <laughs> oh, it's called pea flower. It smells so bad that I could not get over it. I bought an entire... It's going to zero on the aromatics chart. Like, I should have known this, but, you know, tea leaves, especially if they're dried, they're pretty light. So the bag that I gave you, it's 50 grams. And that, that seems like a lot of tea leaves. I bought, like, 200 grams of this. And it was a massive bag of pea flowers. And, you know, I made a cup. And I was like, holy fuck. This is cool, but I hate this. <laughs> and so now I just have... tea that you're never going to drink? Yeah, I just have a fifth of a kilo of dried <laughs> of pea flowers. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. And I was like, hush, I, what do I do with this? I don't know. Like, If anybody has never bought tea, like just loose leaf tea or in bulk, it is kind of comical, the sheer quantity you can get. Mm -hmm. I was at a little market in Kansas City the other day and I bought what was functionally like a half pound of tea and it was like a trash bag full. Oh my God. And it cost me maybe $15. And that's enough tea to last 100 cups, probably something like that. It's, mm -hmm. it's a lot of tea. What's the color like? Because the inside of my cup is completely yellow. I can't... Take a look. It's, yeah, it's, it's yellowish. Okay. This was a green tea as well, yeah? Yeah. Yep. It's a green tea. Pretty standard green. I do think the other, uh, the orange tea we had on episode one, uh, it, it did have an orangish tint to it. Because mm -hmm. it was not this, this light. This definitely, yeah, this is, this has a mouthfeel. It is definitely... Uh, what I said in episode one, hot water adjacent. This is less hot water adjacent. No, it has a flavor. It has a mouthfeel. It has all the 
the common tropes of drinking a green tea. Uh, it's definitely, you know, it's got its own unique flavor profile. This isn't just like Lipton green tea. It's, it's got those kind of woody uh, rose notes, which are really nice. I'm really enjoying this truly. I, you know, I don't think it's like the most spectacular cup of tea that's ever been brewed, but um, it's it's good. I like the little story you told with it. I love I love Tina's story. So I think flavor, I'd give it like a three and a half. I, I like it a lot. I love rose. Rose is one of my favorite flavor profiles, and it's not the most prominent here. Um, it's kind of overpowered by kind of like the wood and floral notes. Uh, well, but overall, very solid cup of tea. And the mouth feels great. Um, it kind of coats your tongue, but not in like a, a negative way, uh, like a retracting way that I think of some of the, the Lipton teas that you might get and you oversteep like a, <laughs> some mm -hmm. sort of black Lipton tea. Kind of your tongue a little sticky almost. <laughs> um, so I, I give the mouthfeel like a 3.7. And then the aromatics, I, I really enjoyed. I thought it was very complex, very, very unique. Uh, it was it was kind of almost misleading in a way, um, but not sure if that's 100% the case. I, I give the the aromatics um, a four. It kind of switched up pre-brew and post-brew. It's it's almost been changing the entire time as well. As I kind of get to the bottom of the cup, I feel like I'm smelling new things. So yeah, I'd say a really solid cup of tea. Thank you, Thomas. Yeah, I think the aromatics like it punched me in the face like when i <laughs> it really did when i first smelled it <laughs> it changed the whole room when you opened that bag <laughs> i don't really know how i feel about that but the the smell is definitely hints of rose it's just i have a couple sakura teas so i think this is just like what sakura smells like um my issue is that the aromatics it might be too strong of a smell for me it might be too overwhelming for me. You were tainted by cutting it open and smelling it immediately. <laughs> like, you got all the flavor, all the smells just shot straight up your nose. Yeah, I feel like I need to like late, like I like the equivalent of like secondhand smoke or something. <laughs> like my, my lungs are a bit tainted, but it's good. Like I definitely can imagine the smell as incense, actually. Uh, That's interesting. It's a very interesting comparison. I haven't smelled incense since I was half the size I am now. Like, I can definitely imagine that there's some incense that's this smell, you know? Maybe not have the name Sakura, but it would be like, I don't know, it will probably have some weird new age name, but then it would be this smell. I think I'd give it a 3.5. Mouthfeel, this has more body than Oh, the episode one green tea like it is noticeable how how much more body this has i think if we didn't read the instructions and just steep this for like five minutes oh it'd be too strong it would be ridiculous thank god you can read japanese <laughs> yeah yeah i think i give mouthfeel a four i debated that and i think that's a very fair um very fair mm -hmm. estimate i think this is probably the best mouthfeel uh green tea I've had in a long time. Taste? I, I do remember, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm going back on a little tangent here. When I first started drinking it, I, it like tickled my tongue in the way I'd expect like, you know, having a, a fun spice on a meal would. And that's, that's just really unique and very kind of hard to replicate. So I, 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 I appreciate the four rating. I think mm -hmm. that's, that's very fair. 
the taste is. You know how a part of taste is smell. Absolutely, yeah. That's why we rate it all together, you know. Yeah. I definitely cannot just rate the taste of it without the smell, uh, without the aromatics, because it feels so so together. Like if I were to like. Interesting. If I were to just like plug my nose and then drink the tea. I think I would probably not really taste anything. The smell of the tea is so incredibly important. But no, I, I felt like there was a, a distinct taste here. I'm curious. It definitely does. Yeah, it tastes more than green tea. I'm like conflicted. On oh, you're sitting here pontificating with your 2017 Chris Kringle mug. <laughs> I love it. Chris Kringle. I've missed this, Thomas. If you were to ask me, do I like the taste of this tea? I, I think I would say I don't not like it. <laughs> really. I'm not as so you big. you don't like it. <laughs> I, I'm not as big of a fan as like rose flavoring. I do love rose. It was not rose tea. Yeah. But this does remind me a little bit of hojicha. Um, and that is definitely a type of tea that I drink when I am in a certain mood. That mood is usually 2 a.m. and it's very dark and I'm just like, shit, I need some tea to drink. It's very dark. <laughs> because hojicha is a very toasty, smoky, I wanna try this very deep red looking. I feel like when I'm drinking it, it should be in a wine glass and I'm reading a book. <laughs> it's a totally random tangent, uh, but last night I went to this little cocktail bar to like read. And I had a wine glass and I was reading a book and a stranger just took my picture and like came up and like tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, can I airdrop this to you? There's just a picture of me sitting there like swirling my wine, reading a book. I was like, thanks. It's great. You so know, I could you, totally picture that for you, Thomas. You are very fashionable. So I could definitely see a stranger being like, wow, that's a photogenic, <laughs> that is a very photogenic uh, posture. But what's part of my, wait, what's the word I'm thinking about? This is like, I don't know English anymore. Just forgetting it. Photogenic position? Position, pose? yes. Pose. Yeah. I can definitely see that. You're just wine glass in hand, reading, and you with your hexagonal, octagonal <laughs> glasses. I do love these glasses. But, wait, okay. Get, getting back to this, I think I would give this a 3.5. I'm right there with you. Exact same rating. Okay. Oh, was that just for taste? For taste. For taste. Okay, I, I'm overall at 3.5. What would you give the tea overall? I think you, you kind of gave it some high threes mm -hmm. uh, and then one four with the mouthfeel. I think I would give this a 3.5. 3.5. I think that's right where it belongs. It's green tea plus. That's kind of where I'm at with it. It's added a fun little unique sakura flavor profile to green tea. Uh, it has some fun mouthfeels. The taste, you know, like you said, might not blow you away, but it's it's solid green tea. So I loved it. It was a great tea. Thank you, Thomas, for bringing this back from Japan and sharing a little story about Kyoto. This is... Where'd you actually buy this one at? I actually bought this in Tokyo. In Tokyo, okay. <laughs> I didn't even get to share like the actual story. What I talked about the tea ceremony, but like, and I talked about how I rented a matcha, but I rented it near this 
shrine called Fushimi Inari, and it's a shrine with 10,020 gates or so. What are, what are these gates? They are basically, if you Google Japan on Google Images, like <laughs> you would see pictures oh, of this. Oh, okay, yes, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about now. So, thousands of them. Wow, wow, wow. They, so cool. They go up a mountain. So, you climb up and you're passing through all of these torii gates. I woke Did up. Did you take that picture? Yep. Wow, gorgeous. It will be on my Instagram. <laughs> I edited so many pictures and my problem right now is deciding which ones to upload. <laughs> but I rented this machia particularly because it was very close to the shrine because I wanted to go hike up the mountain in the middle of the night, basically. So I woke up at 3 a.m. Oh my god. Went up at 4 a.m., right? No one there. Like, it took me... Is that creepy? Were you... Was it, like, unsettling? Did you feel unsafe? It felt like I was stepping into another world. It was amazing. Honestly, that's kind of fitting because Tori Gates, they signify the boundaries of the realm of the Kami, the Shinto gods. So when you step through one of the gates, it's supposed to be like, you're now stepping into the realm of the gods. So oh, wow. there are... Sounds like an absolutely spiritual experience. Yeah. Did you do that alone? I did it with my friends. Uh, I basically told them that I was going to do this. And if they didn't want to come, that was fine. But I'm doing this. But but yeah, they came. And they definitely think it was worth waking up at 3 a.m. to do it. It it took an hour and a half to get up to the top and then an hour and a half to come back down. So So did you get up to the top then at like 5.30? Yep. And What time does the sunrise there? So I planned it so that it started to be sunrise as we reached the top. Were you alone when you reached the top or did other people make We were alone. So you saw the sunrise on it the was top of a mountain completely alone. Unfortunately, um, uh, we were on the wrong side of the mountain to see the sunrise, <laughs> right? What do you mean you were on the wrong side of the mountain? Like, like you know, there's... I thought you were at the top of the mountain, just turn around. Like well, there, there are trees. Like, oh there's, my. Like, well, okay. well, okay, top, not the top of the mountain, the top of where the shrine is, which is like, oh, okay. which is in the mountains, right? I don't not know if it's, top. you know, the top of the mountain, but sure, it is, sure, it is sure. pretty high up. I, I looked at my Apple watch and we walked up the equivalent of like 68 flights of steps. There's, fuck. <laughs> <You're doing laughs> and great. I highly recommend it. Of course, I highly recommend this, but... If too many people do this, then it ruins the experience, right? <laughs> because you want to be alone. One of the reasons why I went up at 4 a.m. was because it is such a heavily touristed spot that it kind of loses its magic if there's too many people there. Sure. Um, I feel like so, a lot of famous museums are kind of like that as well. Yeah, so like by the time we were coming down at 6 a.m., there were already tourists like coming up there. So that's why it was very important Yo, we're waking up at 3 a.m. You fuckers better be ready because we are. We need to go when there's no one there. Um, the only thing is that, one, you are in a fucking mountain in the middle of the night. So uh, getting lost is a slight possibility. I mean, there are paths, Can't right? Can't you just follow the gates? 
Uh, well, it like there there are a lot of uh, forks in the road. <laughs> is there any wildlife that's dangerous in the area? Yeah, there are signs that said beware of monkeys, beware of wild oh. boars. Ah. Uh, okay. I think Japan also has black bears, but you know, <laughs> it was fine. Fine. It was fine. You know, I wasn't attacked. That means that no one will get attacked, right? That's how it works. <laughs> Are there lots of like spider webs you have to push through? I definitely saw some crazy ass spider webs. But luckily, none that I accidentally walked into because that I would have died. I would oh, have had I a hate, heart attack. I hate spiders. My mom has a little trail that you can kind of like walk around her house. And if you wake up like after, you know, a couple of days and nobody's gone out there and you try to walk the trail, it's just spiders. Oh everywhere. man. I can't no. do it. Now the the one thing the one wildlife wildlife in air quotes <laughs> that I encountered was a black cat. Quotes. It's not wildlife, Thomas. I encountered. It's like a bad omen, but it's not wildlife. I think are black cats bad omens in Eastern culture? I wonder. Oh, I don't know where that came from. Yeah, because like the black cat bad omen thing, that's like a European thing. I Ooh, think. Back check it. But give me one second. Send it to Google. But yeah, like in this middle of the fucking mountain and then this cat strolls up. We looked at it and we we're like, where did you come from? <laughs> it's a uh, 13th century Catholicism is uh, its origins. So Italy, I guess, basically. But yeah, we encountered this cat and we we're like, oh, that's cute. And then and then when we walked by, it started screaming like so fucking loud. Like, holy shit. It was one of the scariest things I've ever heard. Like it was like being like haunted by a ghost or something. <laughs> like, I mean, in the in the lore and the origin stories, they were supposed to be little embodiments of Satan. Uh, you know, so maybe Satan was screaming at you. <laughs> Nah, what? In in the realm of the Shinto gods? I don't think so. <laughs> ah, you're right. Maybe some lesser demon. Yeah. Highly recommend hiking up Fushimi Inari Taisha at night. And Is that the full name of the mountain? Yeah. It's for it's a shrine for the Shinto uh, Kami. Kami meaning god in Japanese. Although Kami has a slightly different... I mean, like... Ah, oh god. But yeah, the, the word religion in Japan didn't exist until the Americans came. So like, these well, like just... translations don't really line up. But yeah, Shinto Kami, Inari is a uh, Shinto god uh, that's supposed to like lead to... Shinto god of what, um, what culture, what religion? Is this Buddhism? Shinto is a... No. Okay. Is this just we, like Japanese are, culture? Is this like problematic now? We are, <laughs> we are getting into the weeds here. Uh, we are getting into a very big rabbit hole that I love because I've researched, I've gone down the rabbit hole and I've researched this and I have papers and I have books that you can read on archive.org. Oh my god. All about this. But Inari is one of the gods of the Shinto religion, in quotes, because it's not really a religion. It's very questionable in this in this space it's what not a religion what would you call it just like culture the culture of the area so okay this is another one of those things that america came and they fucked things up because it's never happened before thomas i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> because it is basically culture like what is religion but just like a bunch it's of 
rituals, a bunch of like beliefs, I guess. It's culture. Religion historically was culture. We, we have definitely changed its, its meaning as they, you know, as globalism happened and there are different religions now in different parts of the world. Yeah, so, so the thing is, is that religion is, I think from a very Western point of view, religion is mutually exclusive for people. But in Japan, there was a poll that asked the population, oh, what religion you are? And I'm putting religions in air quotes. Course, sure. And it came out to 70% Buddhism, 70% Shinto. And then that's one hundred and forty percent. Yeah, and then some, some like single-digit Christian Christianity, I think. But yeah, like that doesn't add up, right? And that's because Shinto is a religion, but it's also not really a religion. Shinto only really became defined as a religion when America came, and they wanted to instate separation of church and states to the Japanese government, and then Shinto was in this weird limbo and they separated it into like some like state Shinto thing and some like... This is a massive rabbit hole, which I realize I have so many questions floating around in my brain. Every single one of them would spider off into an hour long discussion about yeah. this or the other. That um, this is a massive rabbit hole and I'm going to cut it yeah, off here. For the next cup of tea, Thomas. I, I don't think it's the next cup of tea. I think we're just going to talk about this after I hit stop <laughs> because like... Holy shit. I've been like researching this shit for so long and I what am I doing with my life? Anyways, so um one sentence takeaway. What were we drinking? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh I felt like I was drinking the bark and not the leaves. Um it was a little woodier than I would have I would have liked my rose tea to be. But mm -hmm. solid tea still. Okay. <laughs> so Sakura Rose but woody. <laughs> That's basically what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> I think, honestly, um, what would my one sentence be? I think this is, like, I bought this tea in a touristy spot. This tea is less of a tourist trap than the Totoro tea, at least. I think that's my thing. This is less of a tourist trap. I, oh, than the, Totoro the Studio Ghibli tea. tea. Than the Studio Ghibli tea. Yeah, I, I would agree. It actually has But flavor. the packaging is not as cute as this. We almost need a whole separate category to rate these on. <laughs> packaging. by their packaging. Yeah. Food marketing, it matters. I guess so. I guess that's why they could sell this for... Full disclosure, I, I work in food marketing. <laughs> <laughs> the, this tea, I don't remember if I said specifically where in Tokyo I bought it, but... It was not in Skyji if I said that. It was at Shibuya Sky. And Shibuya Sky is a cool place and I recommend it. Just buy tickets in advance. What is it? It's basically another observation deck. Uh, it's on the roof of this. Do you like observation decks? We could go to the peak today. Or the, the edge, I'm sorry, it's what they called in New York. Just a big building with a fancy little edge. I, I wouldn't say I actually like observation decks. It's just that there's a lot of them in uh, I didn't Tokyo. know if you were an observation deck connoisseur or something now, Thomas. <laughs> Gets a, leaves Philly, immediately wants to go look at other large buildings. I, I think it's just like looking at it really like humbles you, right? Like looking out at the city, especially Tokyo, because you see you get so far up high and then you look out into the horizon 
and it's city all city like tokyo is so how massive much bigger is tokyo than new york by what square footage i i would have no idea uh, yeah, i guess i was just thinking population i don't even know what we'd look up there population tokyo is like 30 million people new york's like 10 it's like you could roughly do some you know yeah. napkin math and say it's three exercise the thing with tokyo is that it's like right next to it is yokohama and i think chiba city is a different it's so other cities are different. just starting to bleed into it yeah so is japan just going to be one giant city at some point <laughs> honestly it might be <laughs> i think historically tokyo by itself used to be three cities and then it, it was merged into a single tokyo um this but, is why my question i think it was the last episode was like is that a neighborhood in Tokyo or is that like a city in Tokyo? Yeah. I don't know. The, but the inside Tokyo there. right now, there are also still cities they, in Tokyo. Yeah, like there are 10 cities underneath Tokyo. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, but, okay, wait, wait, okay. Uh, back back to what we were saying. <laughs> what were we saying? No, you were giving the one little sentence takeaway and okay, then we were going to run the intro. One little sentence takeaway <laughs> is that this is less of a tourist trap. Yeah in terms of if you actually like tea then this is less of a tourist trap than the studio ghibli tea we're getting back to our season least, one roots here thomas i'm just going on flavor. crazy tangents you know what <laughs> yeah crazy tangents and then i just don't edit it because it's three hours long <laughs> and then we just post a monologue oh my god okay well i i think that'll do it for this episode if you want to listen to more episodes, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, probably some other stuff since it website. seems like, yeah, it seems like we're on Google Podcast, and I don't know how we got on there. Google's pretty famous for just being able to slurp content from other areas and <laughs> yeah. post it on their own platform. <laughs> yeah, but you can see us, you can catch us on our website as well, teatime.show. If you Not have show. some teas to recommend to us, you can email us, hi, H-I, at teatime.show and we are on twitch at the tea guys and i think that's it have a good day everyone <laughs> we'll see you next time thanks for listening bye